Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yeah, thanks for joining us for the Wednesday edition of On The Pace. The next 15 minutes or so, we'll discuss all things New South Wales harness racing. And we had two meetings yesterday, Tuesday. We had Tabcourt Parkman Angle. They hosted a big nine race card and driving and training honours on the day went the way of Belinda McCarthy and Jack Callaghan. They combined for a double, including a really interesting mare and an interesting story. Aldebaran Ravani, she is a... U.S. bred mare. She was able to win at her second start in Australia. She's owned by Aldebaran Park and they raced her in America. In fact, they bought her from the sales. They raced her uh, in North America with some success as well and they've uh, recently brought her down here to Australia to initially race and hopefully get another good time next to her name. She's already got a 154 and 4 PB and then no doubt breed on with her. So a mare by Donato Hanover and she was able to get the job done yesterday in pretty impressive fashion as well, 156 and 5 and she was able to lead from start to finish. Jack Trainer also had a double on the card. And then Leeton last night, uh, Blake Jones took honours there with a driving treble and a nice two-year-old kicked off the night by the name of Sinister, a son of uh, Heston Blue Chip for Colin Thomas and Blake Jones rated two minutes, but home in 27 and six. So not bad going for a juvenile around that Leeton track. Took on the older horses and extended his record to five starts for two wins at a minor plating. So he's certainly one to watch out for. And Forever Yin was back in the winner's circle as well later on in the night, taking out uh, the open class race in good time as well. Also a pretty slick closing quarter. So that was yesterday. We look forward tonight to Bathurst with nine races on their card. The first gets underway uh, just after 5 o'clock, 5.15 in fact. But there's certainly plenty of interest on Queensland this weekend, in particular from a New South Wales perspective, plenty of visiting trainers making their way north for the carnival over the next few weeks. And this new race, the Aqua Construction's Rising Sun, is certainly the centrepiece of this first official night of the Albion Park Tab Constellations Carnival, this new $250,000 race for three- and four-year-olds. And at the present time, New South Wales are hanging on to favouritism when it comes to the tab market, which is now open. Expensive Ego 270 was his opening price Post barrier draw, he'll start from the nine gate. He got out to 290 yesterday, but overnight the supporters come for him once more and he's into 250. Crew, the Kiwi three year old cold at $3. Copy that's been easy. He's out to 950. And another from the Belinda McCarthy team, Spirit of St. Louis, is next best at $12. But you only have to look down the line further. Bundoran for Amanda Turnbull, she trains and drives for New South Wales. Mac Da Vinci's there at $81. We'll see if we can catch up with Peter Hanson on tomorrow morning's edition. Send it and crunch time. They're the outsiders at $151, which shows you the depth of this year's field. Ricky Orchin is the trainer of crunch time. And not only does he have crunch time engaged on Saturday night, he also has a stack of other horses, not only uh, in Queensland, but he's also got a dual-pronged attack at Tabcourt Park, Menangle, and he's been kind enough to join us this morning. How are you, Ricky? Good, thanks, Brett. How are you? Really good, thank you. A busy night on Saturday night. You've got plenty of runners engaged, but we'll discuss crunch time first. Uh, we had a chat at the barrier draw on Saturday night about the fact that a front row draw would have been nice, but uh, you're not overly disappointed with that second line draw in a race of this quality. No, that's right, Brett. I mean, you know, he's up against, uh, you know, a quality, quality field here, and um, it's obviously, you know, a lot stronger... Um, than he has been racing 
to, to some degree, as race at the top level. So, I mean, at least with the backline draw, we, we won't have to get involved in the early speed battle and he can just settle and, you know, we'll get a guide on, um, you know, where he's at against these horses. Uh, you know, I feel he's up to him and we'll know more after Saturday night. He's raced in so many big races. He's yet to win a Group 1, but how many has he been in now? Oh, this would have to be number 10 or 11, I think. Um, I mean, he's made... I think he's made every final he, he's been eligible for except the gold crown as a two-year-old. So, yeah, he's raced at the top level right through. What sort of horses he like to train? Because we know he has a few quirks out on the racetrack, but it seems as though you're just able to peak him for these races because even though he hasn't won one, he's always ultra-competitive just in behind them. Yeah, that's right. I mean, early days, Brent, he's quite a highly strung horse. Um, he's probably more like a thoroughbred than a than a standard bread, but um, early days he was quite a handful. But now he's actually, um, you know, quite relaxed and he, he, you can train the horse now. And I think that's helped him, you know, settle in his races and probably helped him get, get to the higher level once again because he's not burning all his energy on the training track. He's actually manageable and, you know, he's, um, yeah, he's good. You know, even like in the Chariots of Fire, he's run... Run was huge that night. He burnt early and never never got across. And I think he got beat eight metres in 148. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, he's proved that he's up to it, like, competitive at this level. It would just be nice to see him one day pick one up. He certainly deserves one. In terms of his performance in the Patron's Purse, which is probably the most relevant form line that we can take with him driven with a sit, he didn't have much luck there. So in terms of confidence for you now going into this race, it just proves that he's not a one-trick pony. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I mean, not, not only, you know, was he back in the field, but, um, you know, Redcliffe probably isn't his ideal track, although he's won there in quick time a couple of times, but he's found the front. And, you know, he, he was back in the field and he got caught in a lot of traffic and had to sort of come wide on the track and he still hit the line really well. Um, and, yeah, you know, I think going off that, there's, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to follow the speed. I, I go back to him as a two-year-old in the um, Australian Pacing Gold final up here against, uh, I just forget what won it now. Jalebi Nitro. Jalebi Nitro, that's right. Um, you know, he, he was finishing off better than anything that night from, from back in the pack. Um, and, you know, I expect him to do the same this week. In terms of the barrier draw, it's been intriguing for several reasons. Firstly, the fact that Expensive Ego and Copy That both have second-line draws. And you only have to just go back through feature races at Albion Park to prove it doesn't matter where you draw on the second line. It's very hard to win from that position. Kowalski analysis drawing the front line, that's probably assisted, well, definitely assisted its chances, but... In terms of how the race plays out, how do you see the first 100 metres or so? Do you think Kowalski analysis has a speed to lead? Uh, personally, yeah, I think he does. He is very quick off the mobile arm. Um, you know, whether, whether Matthew Craven wants to light him up that much early, which, um, you know, I expect the first couple of hundred to be really quick. Um, I, I really do. Um, you know, if he happens to cross Krug, uh, then... You know, uh, it's up to him. Does he does he hand up to the first thing that comes, which you know might could well be amazing dream or or something like that. Um, yeah, it's going. The first two hundred metres of that race is going to be crucial. In terms of your horse, is there any temptation to leave the door open to Nathan following through Kowalski analysis at the start because that's a horse you follow out. 
Yeah, look, um, there's been a big risk because there's some chance of getting stuck in no man's land. Um, you know, you've got extensive ego um, and Luke's other horse to, to our inside. Um, look, we'll, we'll just leave it up to Nathan. We won't rule it out completely, but I do think you're relying on a lot of luck to, to follow through and then where, where are you going to be from there? Yeah, certainly. It's so many moving parts to this race. It's very, very hard to lock down where everybody's going to be and therefore it's really hard to go in with any great confidence with any runner in particular. Who is the horse to beat in your mind if you had to single out one horse in Saturday night's race that you think is going to be the hardest to beat? Oh, look, it's, it's a phenomenal race. I mean, I, I really like to run a copy of that last week. Um, the barrier hasn't helped him, I think. Um, expensive ego, he's probably drawn ideally there because he's not going to have to burn early. But I'm going to stick with the mayor. I think, you know, she's drawn in close. She's got options. She's got a great driver on. Um, and, and they get them right on the right nights. And I'm going to stick with her. I think yeah, she's she she might be a little bit underrated. I think she's around $14 presently. So for an Auckland Cup winner, uh, she certainly looks to be positioned well there in gate number three. You've also got two runners in the consolation on the night. And I know that you were probably keen to, to see if one of your three-year-olds could make the race. In the end, they haven't been given positions, but they've still found themselves in a race where they can earn good prize money on Saturday night in that consolation. They've come up with good gates. What's up, Sunshine? Two, Captain Crusader. Three, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who's the better horse? Look, I've said from day one, and you're not going to like my answer, is there's really not much between these horses. Um, and they've proven that, um, you know, in the New South Wales derby, um, although... Captain Crusader may have been a little bit unlucky, but what's up, Sunshine? You know, flash home for third, and um, they're very similar horses. I would probably say Captain Crusader's got a touch more point-to-point high speed, um, but the other horse has probably got a bit more strength. So, you know, it's hard to split them because they're both very similar in ability. Okay, well, who's the quicker off the gate then? <laughs> well. They're drawn side by side, so it's going to be hard for Captain Crusader to cross what's up, so I'll put it that way. Who is going to drive Captain Crusader at this point in time? Of course, he won yesterday with Luke McCarthy aboard, but he's committed to their own team. So have you chosen to drive Captain Crusader Saturday? Um, not yet. I'm currently not suspended anymore, but I probably won't drive him. Um, I'll speak with the owners this afternoon, but, yeah, we'll come up with the driver today. Saturday night's not only busy in Queensland but also in New South Wales at home base because you've got two starters there, Tough Monarch and Tough Love. They both go around, the trotters. Tough Monarch, he was so good last week returning to the races and you just must have been thrilled because these older horses coming back from breaks, it's often hard to get a line as to whether they're going to return in that same form that they left in. But he was super 54 flat and he jogged it. Yeah, look, he's such an old marvel, Brittany. Um, you know, towards, towards the end of his campaign, like he in the last two seasons, he fought in New Zealand, and yeah, he's had some hard racing, and you know, he feels a bit of pain and things like that, and he take it off. So we spelled him, and you know, like you said, you always hope they can come back um, as good as they they left off, and he just seems to do it time and time again. And you know, his old legs seem to have plenty left in them, and we were wrapped with last night. Um, Rick Hunt, my foreman. I haven't been able to get home, so he's done a tremendous job, you know, to get to get the horse up. Um, and you know, he worked him again yesterday morning and said, you know, he's just absolutely airborne this horse. So I expect a really good um, show again on Saturday night.
and the Queensland Trotters Cup on July 24. Is that his initial aim? And mobile conditions over the 2100 should suit him perfectly. Has he won a race at Albion Park yet? Yeah, he has. I've only brought him up once before. He won, um, uh, it wasn't a feature race, but he did win a race there. Um, yeah, but this race um, has always been my goal with him for this prep, um, you know, heading towards the Inner Dominion. I just thought we'd spell him and I knew I was going to be up here and being a mobile and random barrier draw, you know, there's a chance that he may draw good and if he happens to, well, you know, he'll take a lot of running down. He goes around in race number five and then his little sister lines up tough love in what is the Harness Racing New South Wales two-year-old Trot New South Wales final in race number eight. Only a smaller field. She's had six starts now, three wins, a second and two-thirds. She's been so consistent. But Menangle, she's really found a niche since she returned from that Victorian trip to kick off her career. Last time out, she was defeated. She was a short price favourite. It was her first step up to 2,300 metres. Is that what we put that defeat down to? Uh, no, probably, but not only that, the, the spacing of the heats of that race um, and then the, the clause on the third heat where she couldn't go in it. Um, she, she probably just, you know, I was backing off her in between heats and not doing much with her because she actually has had quite a long campaign. But, you know, we've just sort of tried to back off her when we can and then bring her back up for those races. She looked to have the measure of the other, um, you know, the other contenders on paper, but that's, you know, you can't take them for granted. So she probably went into that race a little bit underdone and, and was beaten on the day. Um, the horse I actually sold through the run-up sale that was pacing bread, so that was good to see for, you know, a sale point of view, but obviously not good when it beat me. But no, she, she's really well. She's a really nice filly. Um... Going forward, I think she has a, a really bright future. So, you know, those, those two, Lettuce Trot and her, look, looks a clear two in that final on Saturday night. And, yeah, she, I expect her to be really wound up for that race. You didn't take on the Foundation Series final. What was the reasoning behind that? Look, it was an error, uh, to be truthful. Um, it never actually stated in the conditions that I had to re-nominate. Um, and without checking, I thought she qualified um, so yeah, I'll put it down to my my you know train error that I, I never actually looked closely at the conditions of the race. So yeah, when when they rang me, they wouldn't let her get in because I missed the deadline. Well, hopefully there's a bit of a consolation with this thirty thousand dollar race on Saturday night. Gate speed wise, she appears to possess plenty of that in the sprint trip. I would assume that the plan is to head forward and and try and be as forward as possible at the end as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, she is a bit like a brother. Um, you know, she likes to roll and, you know, so does the driver, Cam. So I'm tipping that's what she'll be doing. A very busy night on Saturday night and a busy time for your stable at the moment. We appreciate your time. Best of luck over the next few weeks in Queensland and New South Wales. No worries. Thanks, Britt. I'd just like to thank um, all the staff back at home because it's been quite difficult with COVID um, coming into place again. I haven't been able to get back and they're all doing a super job down there to keep things going. So thank you. Yeah, certainly well-deserved, headed by Rick Hunt. He's doing a super job, and I know that he'd probably love to be in Queensland himself, but he's keeping the home fires burning. A big thanks to Ricky Alchin this morning for being our guest 
for on the pace, certainly a trainer in form. It's a big team effort, that operation, with two pretty big stables operating in two different states. Bathurst this evening is where we look to when it comes to uh, New South Wales harness racing. As I mentioned, the first just after 5.15. Then we've got Penrith as our lone harness racing New South Wales meeting tomorrow. Nine races on that card. We'll look forward to that and also continue this build up to the rising sun on Saturday night with a strong New South Wales contingent heading there. That will be the focus once more on tomorrow's edition of On The Pace here on Sky Sports Radio at 10.30.